Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today is another seasonal Saturday episode, and I'm chatting all about peaceful power practices. So today's episode with the Peaceful Power Practices, um, I wanted to chat about this because we were asked about this in Ayurveda school. What are the top eight to 10 things that we believe in in Ayurveda? Like what would we take to a desert island? And I I have updated my list basically because as I've learned more about Ayurveda and what practices really fulfill and nourish me, my list has changed. And some of them have not. Like my number one is still my number one. And I will tell you what that is in a second. But there is a definite reason why that's stuck as my number one. And um, some of them have definitely changed. And I have been studying Ayurveda. So if you're not familiar, I'm just going to share a little bit about my background um, with Ayurveda. And I started learning about this about five years ago. And I took a my very first course on it was not, it was with Ayurveda, but it wasn't necessarily learning um, the technicalities, I guess, of it. And that was from, my first teacher was Rachel Sylvester, and I uh, learned a little bit about the principles. And I will share, because my number one principle is early lighter dinners, which you might have already guessed by now, but she was the first one to introduce me that. And I fought it tooth and nail. I did not do it. I basically gave her every excuse in the book why it wasn't going to happen for me. And I never changed. That year, I never changed. I never adapted that as a principle, which looking back is so funny. Like that sometimes the thing that we fight the most is the thing that's going to actually give us the best results. It's going to really change our lives. And sometimes we just fight it and just realize, oh my gosh, why have I, why did I not surrender years ago? But that's where I first learned about that principle. I then decided to take a course from her teacher, which was Kate Stillman. And so I took a, I believe it was a nine month course and I started it. Gosh, I might've started it when I was pregnant with Jalen and it wrapped up, um, you know, after he was probably six or seven months old. And let me tell you that course, literally it saved me on so many levels because learning about Ayurveda and the principles, it really helped me relax into motherhood. And without that course, gosh knows mentally where I would have been. Um, it really, really it saved me on so many levels and learning about the practices and the principles. It gave me framework and a new way of looking at life. Cause once you learn Ayurveda, you'll discover you just look at life differently and in the best of ways, it just changes everything. And so that that's the next course that I took on it. And that was my, I took the pro healer route. So I started implementing it into my business um, because I was now, I guess, a coach and the coach level. So Ayurveda is also not necessary. It's not regulated in the U S so there's no um, it's not recognized by the government. It originated in India over 5,000 years ago. And so a lot of this is, um, you know, you can get degrees on it certifications, but it's not necessarily something that you're going to have like a license for and stuff and stuff like that. So just if you're kind of wondering on that realm. Um, so that was kind of my first experience with it. And it, it really is a lifelong practice. Like you're always going to be learning because it is so vast, it's such a vast system. So the next, um, I guess class and course that I went through was Katie Silcox. And that's what I'm still in right now. Um, we will graduate in March. And so this is my second year with Katie and hers is all about the feminine form of Ayurveda. And let me tell you, I took this course and I went into it. So I don't want to say cocky, but almost, um, where I was like, Oh, I already know stuff. I took the stuff from Kate. What is this going to teach me? Cause a lot of our first year was learning about the basics and stuff that I'd already kind of learned. Well, let me tell you, I was extremely humbled and surprised, I guess. Um, the feminine form and the way that Katie teaches, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air for me. And this has been my exploration, I guess, probably the past now year and a half of getting into my being okay with 
my feminine body and being okay with me, you know, embracing that sensuality and that side of me as a female, because I was an athlete growing up. And I think as an athlete, especially when I grew up in the nineties and early two thousands, like you're, you were just, you're, you're forcing so much because you're trying to break so many molds as a female athlete that you just kind of are like, yeah, I'm a dude. Like I'm wearing jerseys. I'm wearing, like I used to wear t-shirts to hide. I developed pretty early. And so I used to wear baggy t-shirts starting in the sixth grade to hide my breast because my best friend told me, Hey, did you know that the guys are talking about you um, and your boobs? And I was like, what? They know I have them. And it was just like, that was my first experience with oh my gosh, I got to hide this. I'm not one of the guys anymore. And I have three brothers and our neighbors, they had, I think there's five, five or six boys. And then they have three girls. And so we would used to play with them and all the older, older guys were guys. And so the younger ones were the females. And so they were really little. So I didn't necessarily play with them. So I'm sitting here playing with a lot of guys and I'm like, wait, I'm not one of them anymore. And that's where I first felt that divide. And I feel this school and the feminine form of Ayurveda has helped healed me on so many levels with looking back at that and looking at the mold that I thought I had to be in. And so that's why I'm a lot of these practices that I'm going to talk, talk about today are based on the feminine form of Ayurveda and how it's really helped me step into, yes, I am a, I, I am a feminine being. I am a feminine body. I can embody that. I can be okay with having larger breasts. Like that is, that is me. So, um, that's, that's my education, I guess. And so it's always evolving and it's always changing. And that's what I love about learning. Like I'm a lifelong learner as well. But before I really dive in, the first thing I always like to ask, I know that was a little background on it, but while we're on this topic, how are you doing? What does your body need? This is the first thing I like to ask on Saturdays is we don't always take the time to do this. So just pause, close your eyes. And what does your body need? And whatever came up, that's the answer. That's the answer. And if nothing came up, sit with this after, maybe after this podcast is over and just maybe you'll get some ideas after some of the things that I share too. Um, but just sit with that and just notice there's no right or wrong answer. I just want to always tell you there's no right or wrong answer here. So let's dive into these um, principles. So my peaceful power practices, as I like to coin them. Um, the first one, again, as I discussed, is early lighter dinners. This changed my life, and I still continue to practice. I love the fall um, through basically early spring where I, bas I can have soup for dinner. I can have kitchery. I can have just something easy, one-pot meals, easy to digest. I love soups. So that is an eating early. And so by early, I'm eating at 4.30 or 5 most nights. And then lighter, meaning basically just soups or cooked veggies. I really lighten up my evening meal, and that helps me have um, more regular digestion because that's something that I've, I've been working on with Ayurveda to heal for many years. And I've noticed when I stick to those practices, it happens. Like I will have a regular bowel movement in the morning rather than at one or two o'clock in the afternoon or maybe every other day. And that's, that's been my healer there is my early lighter dinners. The next thing is moving your body. This is something that you need to do and we all need to do and for so many um so many reasons but moving your body really connects me to my intuition it helps me connect in with moving stuck energy if i feel kind of down in the dumps and i feel just like ugh about life and just in a bad mood a lot of the times it's because i haven't moved that day or i've just been stagnant for two days in a row for me two days is about my max that i can do nothing um because i just start to feel just this 
icky energy moving around me. And so even if it's just a walk, if it's just, um, you know, rolling up my yoga mat and just doing a few yoga poses, just something to get that energy moving. So moving your body is one of those vital, vital practices. Abhinyanga, this has been one that I don't think was on my list before, but um, I love dry brushing. So Abhinyanga is like self-massage. And so I do dry brushing and an oil massage after I get out of the shower. I have been doing a varicose veins um, sugar treatment on my legs or on my one leg. And uh, now I'm going to be honest, I haven't done it in a couple weeks, but for the, like the month that I was going steady at it and doing legs up the wall, I was, I have noticed a difference. I had one that was going over my knee and it was pretty protruded. And if you have varicose veins, they can be painful. And so doing any kneeling poses in yoga was very painful on it. And I actually got that vein. It's, it's definitely, it's gone down. Like I can't even feel it. It's not puffing up anymore. And that's from the, some of the treatment that I've been doing for it. Um, I need to get, keep in the habit of that one because it does make a difference. I can feel the circulation just starting to go. Um, and a lot of that, what I've researched too, is wearing tight pants won't help. And so what do I do? I'm, you know, I'm in tight yoga pants a lot because that's, I'm teaching classes. I'm, you know, training clients in tight yoga pants. So I've really been trying to be conscious about turning into shorts after I get home from training, or I will put on a loose pair of pants rather than tight. So I don't constrict, um, the blood flow. So that's just a little tip, tip on that as well. And Abhinyanga is something I've been doing with my son. And I'm going to talk about that in a second because one of my principles you'll, you'll hear in a second is, has to do with um, my son. Uh, another one is having a morning and evening routine. This is something that I find vital. My morning routine in particular, uh, I really enjoy just getting up, spending a little bit of time for myself, even if it's just 30 minutes some days, even if it's just five minutes some days, like my 4.30 starts, it might be just a couple minutes. Um, just sit quietly. Don't do anything. No meditation. Just sit there and then realign, readjust for the day and then go. Um, an evening routine is something that I've really become a lot more aware of. So I usually will ask myself basically the question of what, what do I need right now? And sometimes it's just turning on a TV show and just, you know, having a half hour TV show. Some days it's reading a book. Um, other days it might be coloring. It could be journaling. It could be doing, um, a meditation or a full Oracle card reading, just whatever comes up or it could be eBaying. Like some days I like to eBay in the evening. So whatever that looks like, um, that is something that I've been asking and honoring. My other one, now one of these I have not actually done. So Yoni steaming is something that I really want to get into. I think it's going to be so beneficial. I've not done it yet. So I will let you know when I actually do it. But basically Yoni steaming is you're sitting on a wooden box and you have herbs in a pot, a pot of boiling water. You sit on this box and it has a hole in it. You have, you know, no clothes on and, um, or you can wear a shirt, but you'd wear a towel over your lap. So you drape that to just kind of steam and you'd just sit there for, you know, 10 to 20 minutes and just kind of let that steam go. And it's supposed to help with, um, painful periods. It's supposed to help with, uh, if you have like hemorrhoids, it's going to help with just steaming and cleaning that area of the body. And that's something that I really want to get into. I've asked my brother to make me boxes because these boxes are expensive. I don't know if you've looked them up, but they're well over 200 bucks. Um, the ones that I've been looking at. So, um, I, I have handy, handy brothers. And, um, I think he probably will do that for me this winter is make me a Yoni steaming box. He didn't want to know all the details. He just said, fine, tell me the tell me the size of the box you need and don't tell me what you're doing with it. So that's, um, that was one way that I'm going to have, um, that kind of happen for myself. And I'll update you when I get this done just to kind of see any results and what I really, um, enjoyed about it. 
the other one is a breast massage. And I'm going to do a full podcast on that because I know I mentioned that um, last Saturday, I believe as well. And so the breast massage, that's been literally a game changer as I shared in kind of my intro about that feminine side of myself and being kind of ashamed of having larger breasts and being in the fitness industry and having larger breasts. That's also something that is, um, it's, it's a navigation that I continue to, to navigate, trying to find a good sports bra. That really is difficult. Um, but I'm going to talk more about that again, cause I just have a lot to say on that. And so I know if you also have a larger chest, this is something that you've probably also went through, especially if you, you know, work out in the regular, like it's, it's an interesting, um, endeavor. I mean, it's not an excuse not to, cause you know, I still do my workouts and everything, but, um, there is, there can be shame around it. So We'll chat about that in a later episode. Um, now back onto my list, balancing ojas. And so ojas is that vital energy. And ojas is something that I, that's been one that is new to my list as well. And so ojas is kind of the, what does my, what do I need? Like, do I need laughter? Do I need play? A lot of it for me has been like adding more play into my life. Like how can I add more play? And so that's um, something that I work on balancing and it can be nutrition as well. You can balance with, or just adding more dance for a st structured workout, living with the seasons. That's by far and wide. One of my favorites, um, kind of self-explanatory slash this month is all about living with the seasons herbs. So I have my little mini apothecary and I don't know, maybe eventually I'll sell some things. Um, you know, my goal is actually to really do this, some Yoni steaming and being able to offer that as a bundle for people to purchase herbs in the Yoni steam box. Um, so you can have all of that in one and you can, you don't have to worry about trying to find the boxes and get it shipped. Um, I guess if you're not local to me, then you'd still have to get it shipped, but all of that stuff. Um, I really want to provide that. Um, I really enjoy playing with different herbs and having that varicose vein treatment, um, some bath salts I've made. Um, uh, oh gosh, what is it called? A like moisturizer basically. Clearly I don't wear a ton of makeup and I don't do a ton of moisturizing, but I do. I made my own last year and I've been using that. Um, so that's the stuff I like to play with there. Um, pre-postpartum health. And I will talk about that a lot more in depth next month because October is all about pre-postpartum health and just mom things. And um, I think that's just so vital. And we're going to talk about fertility health and um, you know what you can be doing there and talking about what can be going on during pregnancy and postpartum ways to take care of yourself. And then my final one is just Ayurveda with kids. This has been something that I've really wanted to adapt and how can my son learn Ayurveda at such a young age? And, um, basically it's not teaching him like this is Ayurveda, but every night when I put him to bed, we, he has his own dry brush. And so I dry brush his skin and then I put on a little bit of oil. So he always is like, he does, he calls it his like, um, brush and oil time. And that's, that's it. Like, it's amazing. He loves it. Like this is just little ways to take care of himself. And, you know, we always have our, we read a book before that and have our little nightly routine, but he has his little routine down. I'm not usually here in the morning, so I can't say what their morning routine looks like him and my husband. Um, but like that we have at least an evening routine down that he does hone in on and then different ways to practice it throughout the day. And so because he is not in daycare, you know, we, me and my husband still are flip-flopping back and forth between you know, my husband's home for half the day with them. And then I'm home half the day with them and how we can navigate incorporating different movement into his routine and, um, being just aware at the dinner table, making sure he, he doesn't have an iPad at the dinner table. And I say that only because, and again, not judgment because have I done it? Yes. At restaurants, do I try to like give him my phone to make him sit down? Yes, I have. Does he always take it? No, 
But my, you know, my mom was saying, yeah, she visited, um, you know, a friend and she was saying that the kids, they were just sitting there with their iPads propped up eating their dinner and, you know, not engaging with the family. And for me, and again, still no judgment, but that's something that I don't want for him on the digestive level. That's not good. That's not good for us as adults, let alone for little kids, because it's really poor for our digestive system because we're not digesting anything mentally. We're all, we're just shoving it in our, our mouth without even realizing what's going on. And it can develop bad habits and bad behaviors um, for understanding when we're actually full or, oh, the show's over. And so now I'm noticing I ate too much or I'm still hungry and that wasn't really nourishing me. There's so many different ways and layers with that. But that's just one way that you can kind of practice that um, is just those, those, I would say, simple techniques and getting to have that dinner time as discussion. Like, what did you enjoy about your day? Um, what did you, what, what are you grateful for? All of that things. So that in a nutshell, um, is kind of a little bit, again, with Ayurveda with kids. And I've done a solo show I know on this that actually I've had quite a few downloads on. So that one's been kind of a hit. And so I'm going to talk more about that in the future and just different ways that I'm trying with Jalen to kind of um, tune into his, his little Ayurvedic self. So, all right, that's what I have um, for you guys on this seasonal Saturday. A journal question would be for you, um, what what one of what would be your, I don't want to say mine because what I listed are my mind peaceful power practices. They might not be something that you're interested in, but if you know a little bit about Ayurveda or maybe if you're new to Ayurveda, your journal question could be, what do I want to explore more in Ayurveda? And if you are already practicing some Ayurvedic techniques, maybe you write your own list. Like what are like five practices that are your go-tos that you want to incorporate into your life? And if you have kiddos or a you know, spouse, you know, how can you incorporate it into your family life? All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.